circle, yes, we rotate 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, high, high, 306, 306, 360 degrees, high, high, All right, everyone, good evening and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. And this week on Full Circle, we will hear from the city of San Pablo in West Contra Costa County, as well as Antioch again here in Far East Contra Costa County. First, activists gathered in opposition to a $43 million police training facility in San Pablo, California, dubbed Stop Cop Campus after the Stop Cop City in Atlanta movement. We'll hear from organizers and activists And then in the second half of the show, the city of Antioch just signed a historic tenant protection anti-harassment ordinance. We'll hear from the signing ceremony and speak with a local activist with Rising Juntos, who were key in getting these protections in place. All that tonight on Full Circle. I am your host tonight, Free Will and Franklin. I'm coming to you from downtown Antioch, and this is Babe Miwok Territory. Keep it locked right here to KPFA. Yes, again, welcome everyone to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. My name is Free Willen Franklin, and I will be your host for tonight. And first, a big shout out to everyone that donated during this fall fund drive. Of course, this station could not make it without you. And keep in mind that if you are moved to still contribute tonight, you can still do that throughout the upcoming weeks as well at kpfa.org. So if you're feeling it, go for it tonight. I'd still appreciate it. But first up tonight, I want to get into these sounds from the Stop Cop Campus March and Rally that was held September 30th. That's last Saturday in the city of San Pablo, California. Um, They are proposing a $43 million training facility that would be open to police and other law enforcement agencies throughout the region, Contra Costa County, Alameda, and other counties. So let's go to this audio recorded last Saturday, September 30th, in the city of San Pablo, California. And remember, you can also see some of these videos on First Voice Media Facebook page. Just remember that a lot of people didn't want their faces shown, so I did have to cover my camera in many instances. Check it out. Check, check, check. Hey, hold up, you can hear me. Rain or shine, we're out here in opposition to the building of Cop Campus. Hold up, you hear me. When I say stop, you say Cop Campus, stop. Stop! Stop! Beautiful. Now, I've been out here in these streets asking people in the city of San Pablo, why? Why oppose the building of a $43 million 
comp training facility, complete with shooting range, drone training facility, and increased surveillance. Is that something y'all want? No. I can't hear you. Is that something that y'all want? No. Now, there are four main reasons that I oppose the building of COP campus. Number one, it's very simple. It's because I think that the money can be used to serve the people of San Pablo. $43 million. How many of you could use $43 million right now? We could probably split it up all together and we'd still be good. The second reason that I oppose the building of COP campus is because I oppose the expansion of police and prisons everywhere. I'm gonna say it one more time. I oppose the expansion of the police and prisons everywhere. Now, a lot of people don't support that. They don't understand why you would oppose the police. And I'm gonna put it into context very simply, particularly for the people of San Pablo and the residents of Contra Costa County, okay? There's a report that recently came out that the Contra Costa Sheriff's Office have arrested several thousands of black people, African-American residents of Contra Costa County. They make up 31%, 31% of total arrests in Contra Costa County, but only make up 9% of the total population. Does that keep us safe? Does that keep us safe? No. no. Again, the reason that I oppose the expansion of the police is for that simple reason, that they can only perpetuate racism and violence. It's as if the history of the word itself, police, is inescapable from that. The word itself is a combination of the words patrol, as in slave patrol, the captures of freed slaves, and the word militia the people who were the foot soldiers of genocide during the beginning of the colonial period in the United States. This is the origin of the word police. And that history is inescapable to them. Reason number three, that I am opposed to COP campus and its $43 million project. It comes from a belief. The belief that insecure communities are what actually keep us unsafe. What do I mean that by that? I mean that if we do not have food security, if we do not have access to healthy and nutritious food, our communities are unsafe. If we don't have access to adequate and decent housing, our communities are unsafe. If we do not have access to free healthcare, our communities are unsafe. The police take no part in making our communities safe. In reality, we keep us safe. Who keeps us safe? We keep us safe. Who keeps us safe? We keep us safe. Number four, the reason that I impose the building of COP campus is because I have a belief in a better future. One future without the existence of the police. One without the social isolation of prisons. A world where all power is really vested in the people. We can outshout them, all power to the people! All power to the people! All power to the people! 
I'd like to take a minute to introduce our first speaker. If you're our first speaker, please come to the stage. Um, I wish I could say uh, good afternoon, but it's not a good afternoon besides this rain falling on us and blessing us. Um, I come today with my ancestors, Yoema and Mexica from Central Mexico, and I'm here with my auntie, who is Miwag from the Tuolumne um, area in California. I would like to let you guys know that the tribe here, you're on the village of Huchun, and the tribe here, the Lashanaloni, are opposing to this $43 million um, cop city. Where this area is gonna be built, it lies between two creeks, two ancestor creeks, the Wildcat Creek and the San Pablo Creek. So why is $43 million gonna be spent to continue genocide when it could be spent to like better better the land. We could, I also wanted to bring up that the prison industrial complex comes from the mission development system here in California in the late 1800s. The first mission started in so-called San Diego and worked its way up to the closest prisons in Mission Dolores and also Mission San Jose in Fremont, California. So when you keep opening up these spaces, you're continuing the genocide. And that's a history that needs to be taught and needs to be learned that, again, the mission development system is the blueprint to the, to, to the prison industrial complex. Kuchikalu, which is good afternoon in my Tuolumne Miwok language. My name is Kimby Ocampo. Um, I'm a board member of the Segorate Land Trust. Um, I, want, I, want, I want to um, acknowledge that we are on the sto stolen land of the Huchin uh, and Ohlone people. I also wanted to also say I am from the city of Vallejo, where our police force has been just uh, I don't even know what to say. Terrible. It's racist. toxic. Damn it's racist. And w no one receives any justice in the city of Vallejo. We have this badge-bending situation where our, our legislators and politricksters are not doing anything about this. You know, I, I, I want to acknowledge today the shirt that I have on. Today is Orange Shirt Day. And Orange Shirt Day means that we are acknowledging today of all of the indigenous children that were removed from their families, that were murdered in these hoarding, these Indian boarding schools. This is also the continuum, uh, <laughs> also the continuum of, of, of policing and terrorism in this country. I also want to acknowledge the babies that are locked up in these Nazi concentration camps called immigration detention. And so we understand that this is just a, a continuum of police terrorism. And I also wanna say right quick that I worked in this city for 16 years at Doctors Medical Center, the hospital that has been bulldozed to the ground. In 2012, when I was working in the ER, we saw over 10,000 people when Chevron blew up. 
you have no hospital now. How about taking those millions of dollars and building a goddamn hospital? Because Chevron and Rodeo, they're going to they're going to have fires again. There's there that's going to happen again. It's it's just a question of when. And so that's what I wanted to say that you we we need we need a hospital, not a not a a a, a, rain, a, a shooting range so you can learn to shoot us uh, more efficient or whatever. Thank you. All right, y'all, give it up for Indigenous Resistance in the Bay! I'm going to introduce... All right, this is Free Will and Franklin just interrupting right here for a moment to remind you what you're listening to, and that is the sounds from the Stop Cop Campus March that was held last Saturday, September 30th in San Pablo. And the COP campus is a proposed $43 million training facility in San Pablo, which will house a uh, shooting range, a drone training center, a um, tactical center, a dog training facility, all that in a, a town that, as far as I understand it from listening to the protesters, still needs a hospital. So again, this was the stop cop campus protest and march that was last saturday september 30th and real quick while the last speaker was speaking i want to let you all know what was happening in the background was somebody um supporting the cop campus came out on the other side of the street with a bullhorn and started to interject their thoughts and a small group of people descended upon that man and uh, ripped his sign from him his support cop campus sign or whatever it was. I didn't get a good look at it and then proceeded to kind of block him um, back across the street and kind of render him. um, We all saw last week where a Trump supporter at a rally, I believe it was in um, New Mexico shot at indigenous protesters when they were protesting the reinstallation of some conquistador statue who slaughtered indigenous people. So the safety factor is a real big issue in these situations. Anyways, I also want to remind you that we did just wrap up our fund drive. And if you didn't get a chance to donate, I'm just going to throw it out one time. You can go to kpfa.org and make a financial contribution to this station. If you didn't get a chance, just go for it now. Or maybe you never donated. Um, kpfa.org. I could almost guarantee you any radio station in the Bay Area, you're not going to hear these extended sounds from this protest to stop cop campus, full-length speeches. Also, you can go to First Voice Media on Facebook and see the videos that I took that day. And I didn't get to shoot a lot of faces because of the serious charges of domestic terrorism that have been laid upon the folks in Atlanta. A lot of people were weary to show their face on camera, Uh, but I did get all the speakers, the audio of all the speakers, and it's on Facebook. I just had to cover my lens. So again, go to First Voice Media on Facebook. Now I want to get back to the audio here from the Stop Cop Campus March and Rally. Again, it's going to come back right now with a young man taking the mic 
after they just chased away a counter protester to keep our group safe. If you're going to be about what you talk about, what you uh, why you here, there's too many white guys with black clothes and masks on to let black and brown people be the ones that front line when, when we're confronted like that. All right. If you if you really about, about black and brown solidarity and we keep us safe, that over there wasn't trying to keep us safe. And a bunch of you white dudes with black masks on sat your black, your ass here while black and brown people front lined. Be about it, homie. I'm going to introduce the next speaker. I have the honor of organizing with him for many years. He's not just a good comrade, he's a dear friend. Please give a warm welcome to Chico. Hola, buenas tardes a todos y bienvenidos a esta manifestación de, uh, en contra del campus policial. Um, so, yeah, hey everyone, uh, thanks for making it out today. Um, through the rain, you know, through, through some of, you know, that conflict, like we're all out here, this is the real fighters out here. We appreciate you coming out today. Um, and today's march is against Cobb campus and it was organized autonomously by a multiracial and gender diverse group of anti-fascist and anarchist friends taking the agency to fight for liberation against state policing. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're multiracial and we believe the struggle is multiracial and we all have the agency to fight against policing, to fight together in the streets. Um, so, you know, we hear you, we hear you over there about black and brown folks. I'm a brown folk myself, you know, I throw down I say the police, and I'm down with some of these white comrades here today, and I've fought in the streets some of these white comrades today, and I'll die with some of these white comrades today, and they're cool with me, okay? And some of them ain't. But this is a multiracial thing, and we're gonna have to unite and fight together if we're gonna win, because the cops got people of all races, and they got the powerful on their side. I'm just speaking for myself, we're just one group that's organizing this. It's part, autonomously part of a larger coalition. So I'm not speaking for everyone in that coalition today. There's other orgs, there's other people, and they're gonna be planning all kinds of tactics, all kinds of activities, doing their own thing in different kinds of ways. So please, everyone get involved in your own way, whatever you feel is the best way, because it's gonna take a lot of different types of activity to stop this cop campus. You can join. Uh, IG Stop Cop Campus or StopCopCampus.org. Yeah, so uh, we're here today to protest the city of San Pablo's plan for a large-scale regional police training facility. It sounds like people have been talking about that already. This is going to affect every city in the Bay Area. You know, it's got it's going to be training cops from everywhere. They got gun range, canine training facility, conflict simulation room, and a drone tech center. Yeah, so, I mean, it's construction would increase the capacity of the police to do what we know they do. You know, they just harass, murder, and imprison indigenous black and brown folk, poor folk, the houseless, the disabled, people in mental health crisis, transgender, queer, and other marginalized people. Policing affects all of us, and all of us have the right to fight from our heart. So don't let our, we're not going to let ourselves be managed by the recuperators, by people who will tell us to settle down, to, by people who will tell us not now, now is not the time or you're doing it wrong. No, we're going to fight. We're going to fight for ourselves, our freedoms, and our futures. San Pablo taxpayers are going to be paying for $43 million 
and that's borrowing from the own city's future. This money could be better spent on community health care, housing for the homeless, child care, education, and services for healthy communities. Yeah, so uh, despite the demands to abolish the police and defund the police after the George Floyd's rebellions that we fought side by side in, these greedy ass police, their powerful corrupt police officer associations have doubled down on robbing the people's city budgets for their bloated little club. So projects like this, you know, projects like taking all of Oakland's city budget, projects like Cop City in Atlanta, but we're inspired by the resistance against Cop City. We're inspired by Stop Cop City and the three years of struggle they've been engaged in. But we're not just inspired, we're experienced. We fought side by side in the streets since before the Oscar Grant rebellions. And in the Bay Area, we've been rolling off the victory of Stop Urban Shield to stop these pigs from teaching each other how to terrorize communities across the nation. Now the Bay Area can win this fight against the police state. Now in a few minutes, we're gonna march down there and we're gonna show them that we're not playing. We're gonna mask up, we're gonna stay together, and we're gonna fight for our future and our freedom. Cop campus, cop campus will never be built. Say it with me now, cop campus will never be built. One more time. Cop campus will never be built. From the A to the Bay, no cop city anywhere. So stay up. We're going to be taking off in a few minutes. Thank you. When I say stop, you say cop campus, stop. Stop. All right, thanks for joining us. Rain or shine. We got a couple more speakers, okay? This next person coming up. They've been doing a lot of the organizing for a sister struggle that we're in to stop Cop City over there in Atlanta. Please put your hands together, give a warm welcome to Darian. Darian. What's up, what's up? It's so good to see everyone here today, rain or shine, like we've been saying. Um, yeah, I was invited to speak a little bit about the Cop City struggle, which I'm sure many people here are familiar with. Uh, about three years ago, plans came to light in southeast Atlanta to construct a $90 million um, police training facility on 380 acres of previously indigenous territory um, of the Muscogee peoples. And immediately, uh, people started opposing the project. In a way, that struggle, while we have our own experiences across this whole terrain, that struggle in Atlanta, and specifically related to this struggle, uh, is a bit of an older sibling, right? It's a similar project, a police training facility, and the history of the land is really indicative, right? In the 1860s, the Muscogee people were displaced along the Trail of Tears to make way for plantation agriculture. And then after the Emancipation Proclamation, that plantation became a prison farm, which closed in 1989, and, and the, the land was able to regrow its forest after that time um, and now it's proposed to be a police training facility so we can see through each moment of these transitions the transformation of, of the american empire of the american economy and the american political um, system KKK. exactly the kkk exactly and so from the beginning um, what we can learn from that movement was its tactical innovation right from direct action sabotage to 
canvassing and community support to lawsuits by nonprofits to an encampment in the forest to defend the trees to cultural events and festivals, right? From the beginning, the movement had the initiative and was able to bring together broad groups of people to stop the construction of, of Cop City and, and largely has been extremely effective. Right now, the project was already supposed to have been done and not a single foundation stone has been laid. Woo! Woo! And, and four of the contractors that were, that, were that were supposed to have been involved in the construction of the project have dropped out because of pressure campaigns. So the state has been caught entirely on its back foot. It doesn't know how to respond to this level of tactical and strategic innovation. Its only potential response is dumb force. 43 people have been arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. Exceedingly exorbitant charges for attending a music festival or sleeping in a tent in the woods, right? And the only thing that the state can do is try to instill fear in people. Is try to say, if you are in any way associated with this struggle, you could face decades in prison. But we know that's bullshit. We know it won't stand up. Are we, when I say, are we scared of the state? You say no. When I say, how are we strong? You say together. Are we scared of the state? No. How are we strong? Together. Are we scared of the state? No. How are we strong? Together. Are we scared of the state? No. How are we strong? Together. Exactly. And so from the beginning, comrades in Atlanta have said that that is not a local struggle for the reasons that people here have already said, right? We're in a moment in which the proliferation of police training facilities makes sense. We just experienced the most massive anti-police uprising in recent history in 2020. So we know that if COP campus is resisted, other places will be resisted. If COP campus is stopped, if COP, sorry, COP city is stopped, other COP cities and COP campuses will be stopped, right? So this struggle is one and the same with that struggle. And if that struggle wins, this struggle is even stronger. And if this struggle wins, that struggle is even stronger. So we're intimately connected. When I say stop cop, you say city. And when I say stop cop, you say campus. Stop cop. City. Stop cop. Campus. Stop cop. City. Stop cop. City. Stop cop. Campus. Hell yeah, thank you. You can also go to Block Cop City. Block, that's blockcopcity.org to learn about the mass action uh, November 10th through 13th in Atlanta. Woo! I give it a hand for all our speakers! When I say stop, you say cop campus, stop! Stop! Are y'all ready to take the street? Are y'all ready to take the street? Last thing I'm gonna say before we march, is that I want to hold these people in our hearts while we walk down the street today. There are three names that I want you guys to repeat after I say them and remember them. All three of these people have been killed by the police. The first one is Eric Salgado. Eric Salgado! Say his name. The second person is Sean Montarosa. Say his name. The last person is an anarchist who was killed defending the Weilani Forest and against Cop City. Their name is Tortuguita. Tortuguita! Viva Tortuguita! Viva Tortuguita! Viva Tortuguita! If you'd like to grab a banner, please come up to the front. Cool, yeah, and we're push gonna it. Take off
All right, this is uh, Free Will and Franklin. I'm out here at the COP campus protest, and I'm with a COP city protester, uh, COP campus activist as well. And again, um, we know that some people that have been um, protesting in Atlanta have been charged with some serious crimes, including domestic terrorism. So hence, um, not a lot of uh, faces today, um, but we got a great shot of some boots here today. And um, tell me why uh, it's important to be out here to stop this uh, multi-million dollar cop campus coming to San Pablo, possibly. Well, because uh, we understand that the, the police are, is the state's it's the state's proposed solution to social problems um, that uh, it's created um, through capitalism and colonialism, essentially. Um, the, the creation of poverty and the creation of crime that then has to be managed um, by the police. We understand that that's sort of the veneer and the narrative um, that, that the state tries to, tries to give us, right? That the police is the solution we have to social problems, which we know isn't true. In fact, of course, we know the police is there to maintain class society, to maintain a racially stratified society. Um, and it's no wonder that after 2020 and the, the most massive sort of upsurge of, of anti-police um, antagonism in, in the United States, that the proposed plans for uh, police training facilities are popping up all over all over the country, right? So they want to better prepare, um, basically, for a counterinsurgency. Um, to better prepare to police and murder black and brown communities um, and people who um, seek to establish their freedom over and above uh, the uh, violent reign of the police. We understand the police not to be a solution to crime, but actually to be criminogenic, right? The police's violence creates and perpetuates more violence in our communities. And uh, reimagining public safety and um, other than policing, what would you all like to see $43 million spent on? on? On a number of things. I mean, I'm sure anybody listening can imagine um, what $43 million could do um, for a city like San Pablo, for, the, for the, uh, the county of Contra Costa, for the whole East Bay or in Atlanta or across the country, right? So we can have, you know, whether it's health care, whether it's child care, whether it's education, whether it's housing. We know the problems that exist in our communities and we know the police are not the solution, right? We have a houselessness issue, we have drug addiction issues, we have mental health issues, all of which can be addressed um, in ways besides people with guns who have uh, the legal right to murder you. And I guess, um, how could people follow what you're all doing? Is there a website or a place people can uh, keep up on this COP campus here in San Pablo? Uh, Stop COP campus on Instagram. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's something you can follow. So um, what do you think about the, um, the serious charges of domestic terrorism being um, laid uh, on the people from Atlanta at Cops City? And do you think they will try to use those scare tactics out here at the COP campus in San Pablo? It's incredibly difficult to say. You know, we live in a, in, a, in a different sort of repressive terrain in the Bay Area than they do in Atlanta. They have a different sort of social movement history. Um, what I can say about Atlanta is that um, from the beginning, the movement against Cop City, which has proposed a $90 million, 85-acre um, police training facility um, in the southeast of Atlanta, um, has been that the, the state, as I was just saying about the beginning of this struggle here against Cop Campus in, um, in San Pablo, California, in Atlanta, uh, the, the struggle took the state basically by surprise and, and really took the initiative through um, amazing tactical and strategic innovation that the state was not prepared to counter. And the only thing they could possibly do uh, to um, try to stamp out the creativity um, and the broad appeal of the movement was um, come down with dumb force. 
And so not only have 43 people been charged with domestic terrorism, but 61 people have been indicted on RICO, uh, racketeering and conspiracy charges. And one protester was actually murdered in the forest, shot 57 times by Georgia State Patrol. Um, and, you know, these charges are completely bogus. You know, the, the conspiracy charges, they cite uh, Venmo transfers for $12 to buy canned beans. You know, the as you see my boots here, right, they charged people with domestic terrorism, citing the fact that they had mud on their boots, saying this was a sign that they were uh, committing acts of terrorism in the forest. Um, and they want to create a narrative that the movement to stop Cop City and defend the Atlanta forest um, is uh, a conspiracy of a small group of, of, uh, of terrorists, basically, that are conspiring to do violence against people, which is obviously completely nonsense, and no evidence will stand up uh, to that narrative. And so we know that the best form of anti-repression is to keep pushing the movement forward and to win, and to stop Cop City from being built, um, And because we know the innocence of the people that are being charged with these absolutely exorbitant and nonsensical charges that will never, ever stand up in court. Any last words you'd like the community to know about um the COP campus that is being proposed out here? Um, well, you know, this is just the beginning. Uh, if you want to get involved, you know, yeah, I would say uh, ch plug in with Stop COP Campus. Um, and we know this is going to be a long struggle. We know that the city and the cops, uh, they believe that they can do these types of things without um, any sort of real public input and, and that they can just uh, sort of uh, push it through and then nobody will oppose it. But we're actually showing them that that's not the case and that we can come together through people power to oppose the projects that we don't want to be built. Um, and so, you know, they're in for something that they don't uh, that they don't know that they don't understand the force that's coming at them. Uh, and if you want to be involved in that, uh, you're more than welcome to be. All right. Uh, Cop City protester, cop campus activist and protester. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA and kpfa.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. My name is Prewell and Franklin. I'm your host tonight. And you just heard some sounds from the Stop Cop Campus March and Rally held in the city of San Pablo, California. That was last Saturday, September 30th. Please check out the First Voice Media Facebook uh, Facebook page for some of those videos. Also, be sure to check out kpfaapprentice.org for important links to follow the movement to stop Cop Campus and stop Cop City. All right, coming up next, we're headed out to Antioch, California, my hometown. This is East Contra Costa County. Yesterday, the city signed a tenant protection in the form of an anti-harassment ordinance. This comes after last year's victory of rent stabilization and a bunch of community folks have been fighting for this for about two years now and we've been following it, of course. And we're going to go now to hear some sounds from the signing ceremony, including some of the activists that made this protection possible. And we'll also hear an interview at the end of these sounds with one of the organizers. That's Rochelle Pierre of Rising Juntos. This clip Kicks off with Devin Williams of ACE, that's Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, as he emceed the event. Check it out right here on Full Circle KPFA. In 2021, Mayor Lamar Thorpe named Antioch resident Jose Cordon as the city's honor honorary poet laureate. Yeah. Until the establishment of the city's official poet laureate is finalized by the city council as a part of city's official ceremonies 
the poet laureate will perform a poem to spark intellectual curiosity, emotion, and self-awareness concerning matters of social justice, politics, race, gender, identity, community, and much more. And it is with great pleasure that I introduce Antioch's honorary poet laureate, Mr. Jose Cordon. All right, yeah. cool, pleasure to be here, man. Y'all wasn't kidding about that sun being in your face, my <laughs> lord. Um, so this poem I have for y'all is quite short, all right, it's not too long. I'm gonna pull out my phone just in case I need to read off of it because I haven't really performed this in, a, uh, in front of a live audience before. But it's real short, um, real simple and short. I call it California Home Dream or something like that. You can change the name if you want, right? Um, so it goes like this. <clears throat> I dream of a California where we all belong, where black and brown folks have stable homes to dream from, free of poverty and air pollution, with no inequities, more solutions, no evictions, no abuses, a California where our love is strong and often celebrated, where wrongs, hate, and harm aren't tolerated where our elders are cared for and respected, and our children are looked after and protected, where young adults can create and thrive and pursue opportunities that fill them with joy and pride, a California that shines beautifully underneath the sun, a California with love and a home for everyone. I dream of California's golden hills and Cali thrills I dream of summer nights with ODs and Lolos and those Cali fills. A California with hot tortillas in every kitchen. A California where every home has no love missing. A California with no slumlords. Full of communities where neighborhood-run stores. A California with fully funded schools and nourished neighborhoods. A California where all can dream their own dream in their own home. A California where dreams come true, with dignified lives, jobs, and that includes housing too. Thank you. Well, all right. Thank you, Jose, for that beautiful, beautiful words this morning. Um, and as we all know, none of this is possible without the support of advocacy organizations. Yeah. Next. I have the honor to invite my really good friend, Miss Rhea Laughlin of Rising Juntos for some introductory remarks. Thank you, Devin, and thank you, Jose, for always inspiring us with the power of your poetry. And thank you to Reverend Phillips for grounding us in our purpose today. So good morning, buenos dias. How we doing? Como estamos? My name is Ria. I proudly represent Rising Juntos. And today we are here to celebrate an important victory and triumph for our community. Because today we are one step closer to every Antioch resident having a safe, stable, and dignified place to call home. 
This tenant anti-harassment policy affirms our fundamental right to live with dignity, respect, and peace. It confirms that homes are for families and not for corporate greed or abuse. Yeah. For far too long, Antioch renters have suffered from landlord intimidation and harassment. They have endured substandard conditions when landlords won't make repairs. They have faced discrimination, threats, and retaliation in the, when they speak out. But today, we say no more. Today, we celebrate that tenants finally will have relief. Landlords will be held accountable and face consequences. And Antioch children and families can trust that harassment has no place in our community. This policy happened because of you, the strength the courage and the tenacity of the tenant leaders, our allies and elected officials. Today, we have proven that when we prioritize people over profits, change is possible. We can beat corporate lobbyists, protect renters, and create an Antioch where housing is a human right. Are you with me? Let's give it up for this important win. Se puede? Se puede? Se puede? Se puede? Se se puede? Se se puede? Se se puede? Thank you. It is now my honor to bring up two very fierce community leaders from Rising Juntos. Please help me welcome Ms. Deborah Polk and Medium Signs with interpretation provided by Gaby Rivas. Thank you. Hola, muy buenos días a todos. ¿Cómo están? Es un orgullo para mí estar aquí con todos ustedes presentes. Mi nombre es Miriam Sáenz y soy miembro del grupo Racing Juntos. Hello, good morning, everyone. My name is Miriam Sáenz and I'm a member of Racing Juntos. Nuestras familias necesitan un hogar digno, estable, donde nuestros hijos puedan crecer felices y saludables. Our families need a dignified and stable home where our children can grow up in healthy and happy places. Por fin, se acabó el abuso. Las represalias de los propietarios hacia los inquilinos de Enia. Era hora que los propietarios tengan consecuencias por todo el maltrato y el acoso que nos han hecho pasar. ¿Están conmigo? Sí. Finally, the abuse and retaliation from landlords towards Antioch tenants is over. It was time for landlords to have consequences for all the mistreatment and harassment they have made us go through. Are you with me? Yes. Hoy es un nuevo día para los inquilinos. Ya no tendremos que esperar meses para las reparaciones necesarias a nuestros hogares. Ya no tendremos que ser alojados por pedir lo justo. Ya no tendremos miedo a que nos suban la renta por pedir los arreglos a nuestros hogares. Ya no. 
today is a new day for renters. Yeah. We will no longer have to wait for necessary repairs to our homes. Yeah. We will no longer have to fear being evicted for asking for what is right. We will no longer be afraid of having our rent increase for asking for repairs to our home. No more. No more. Finalmente, contamos con una política antiacoso. La unión hace la fuerza. We finally have an anti-harassment policy. Unity is strength. Gracias a Dios primero, a los concejales que votaron a favor de la política que está escuchando el pueblo, que la necesita el pueblo. Thank you to God first and foremost. Thank you to the council who voted in favor of this policy and listened to the community. Gracias a los inquilinos que nunca se rindieron, que pasaron horas, noches largas, dando horas de testimonio. Y ahora por fin podemos respirar este alivio. Thank you to the tenants who never gave up, who spent long nights giving hours of testimony. And now we can finally breathe a sign, a sign, some relief. Con esta política, ahora estamos más protegidos y podemos estar tranquilos sabiendo que tenemos una ley que nos respalda. With this policy, we are now more protected and we can rest easy knowing that we have a law that backs us up. Esto es lo que se puede lograr cuando juntos hacemos la lucha. Y así como luchamos por el control de renta y antiacoso, vamos a, a seguir luchando también por una ley de causa justa. This is what can be achieved when we fight together nonstop. And just as we fought for rent control and anti-harassment, we will continue to fight for just cause policy. ¿Están listos para seguir continuando por la lucha de causa justa? ¿Están listos? Are you ready to continue to fight for just cause? Are you ready? Yo sé que juntos seguiremos luchando en esta lucha. Los inquilinos jamás seremos vencidos. Los inquilinos jamás seremos vencidos. I know that together we will continue fighting because the tenants united will never be divided. The tenants united will never be defeated. Gracias. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Deborah Polk, and I'm an Antioch resident and a proud member of Rising Hutos. How are you all doing today? Okay. So we all deserve a safe and healthy home for ourselves and our family. And we are excited to be here today celebrating the signing of this anti-harassment policy. We are thankful to the mayor and to the Antioch City Council, specifically uh, Tamisha Walker and Monica Wilson, for their support and for doing the right thing for this community. Yes. Land landlords have been abusing tenants and terrorizing families for far too long without any consequences. Am I right? Yes. Okay. But today, Thanks to the power of the tenants and our fierce advocacy for over two years, Antioch now has a strong anti-harassment ordinance. We did it! We did it, yeah! Okay. 
This is what happens when we unite and fight for our rights. Our families deserve to be protected from abusive landlords. Thank you to Antioch tenant leaders with Rising Juntos, ACE, Monument Impact, and FAME for their continued advocacy and unwavering support. This is a major accomplishment that will benefit renting families and will pre prevent them from being harassed by their landlord. This is a win for all families in Antioch. Yeah. And we're not done yet until we get just cause, right? right? Yes, yes. And, and we're counting on council to make tenants a priority and pass just cause as soon as possible. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. All right. Si se puede. Si se Let's give it up for Rising Juntos, y'all. Thank you for those remarks. Next, I have the honor, once again, of welcoming um, someone who's been fighting with me uh, in the community. Um, Tashina Garrett is one of the most powerful people I've met in a long time. There are others in this audience I can say the same, but uh, to watch her grow in this last year, Ladies and gentlemen, the Antioch Chair, Tashina Garrett. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, lots of powerful words already. I'm, I'm not gonna draw this out much, but a um, couple of things that I wanted to say. Um, Firstly, my name is Tashina Garrett, and I am the chairwoman for the Antioch chapter of the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment. Woo! Give it up for yourselves. <laughs> I am here with my co-chair, Eddie Gums, board members and members of the newly established Antioch chapter. All right. I would firstly like to thank you, Mr. Mayor, for having us here today as we celebrate this historic victory for the renters of Antioch, California. We would not be here without the help and support of you, Mayor Pro Tem Torres and Councilwoman Wilson. A special thanks to all of the tenants in Antioch who fought this fight, especially the tenants from Delta Pines, those former and current, especially people like our sister Kim Carlson, um, Ms. Della Curry that's not here with us today, Lachelle. Our next mayor, Travion. <laughs> this ordinance has already made an impact without its signing. For example, the COO of Rainy Management flew in from Texas to address the concerns presented by the residents. We have protested many times to get something done, but it wasn't until Devin Williams, our wonderful, intelligent, brave, inspiring and charismatic organizer. Our co-chair co Eddie Gums and myself flew down to Santa Monica to surprise the owner Jacob Levy in person. Jacob agreed to meet with us so we chose not to make him look bad. Right. <laughs> it's safe to say he'll now be doing the right thing like making repairs and cleaning up the place a bit and guess what? The swimming pool is going to be open. <laughs> Construction starts on the 16th. Things like towing cars have been ceased at the property. Pat's Towing has been removed as a vendor for their theft of residents' vehicles. We have also had a meeting with property manager, Brianna Hill, 
And though we had calls for her to be fired, she has been given a final warning. This ordinance, I do believe, will continue to impact this community, and we need to get just cause evictions next. The reality of people still being evicted is very frightening. Before I close, I would like to say thank you to all the other groups that were out here fighting and doing actions with us. We sat in those long meetings because when we fight, we win. Special thanks again, of course, to Devin Williams, who I probably would not be here today without. He has worked so hard to see this through and come to fruition, and I want him to know that we see you, okay? We see you, and your hard work does not go unrecognized. Thank you all. All right, this is People in Franklin just jumping in real quick to remind you that you're listening right now to sounds from the signing ceremony of the tenant anti-harassment policy (laughs) signing ceremony. And this was just held yesterday in downtown Antioch at the City Hall. And just a quick reminder, we wrapped up our fun drive tonight. And I just want to throw it out there that if you didn't get a chance to donate, and you appreciate what you're hearing tonight, the community coming together and fighting and winning, um, please take a moment, head over to kpfa.org and click on that Donate tab. Um, If you've never donated to a station and you appreciate this audio, um, please head on over to kpfa.org and just click on that Donate tab. And I also wanted to interrupt here because that's kind of it for the ceremony sounds the signing of the ceremony i wanted to remind you all that this audio came from a video that is on first voice media and that's first voice media on facebook where you could see the entire video including uh the speech by the mayor who was also instrumental in getting this anti-harassment policy to pass um as many of our listeners know or don't know Uh, Most of these votes out here in Antioch pass on a three to two or a three to one and one abstaining type of vote. There's three uh, progressive politicians that are voting in these protections for tenants. That's Tamisha Torres Walker, Monica Wilson, and as I just mentioned, the mayor, uh, Lamar Thorpe. So head over to First Voice Media and check out the entire video and you can see more from activists in the community But right now, after the ceremony was over, I caught up with the chair of Rising Juntos, that's Rochelle Pierre, and she spoke with me about their past victory that they had, which was rent stabilization, and how they plan on fighting into the future to not only have rent stabilization, now this anti-harassment, but coming up next is Just Cause for eviction. So check out this interview with Rochelle Pierre. She is the chair of Rising Juntos, Rising Together. And I recorded this yesterday after the signing ceremony of the anti-harassment policy in downtown Antioch. My name is Rochelle Pierre and I am the chair of Rising Juntos, formerly ECRG. Tenants were 
being evicted. Antioch has one of the highest rates of eviction in Contra Costa County, and they were being evicted unjustly. They were being harassed. Rents were going up astronomical rates, and it was just greed from the corporate landlords. So we as tenants united, Rising Juntos, actually formerly known as ECRG, did a study where we found that more than two-thirds of Antioch residents were rent burdened, meaning they were paying more than 50% of their rent, with some people paying their whole income on their rent. So meaning one paycheck, they were evicted. People were afraid to ask their landlords for repairs. People were living in inhabitable housing. And we said enough is enough. We organized together with other groups, ACE, as well as Monument Impact and other organizations, and we got the tenants together and we started to fight back. We've had numerous meetings at the city councils starting from 7 p.m. till 11 at night, many nights, standing, giving public testimony of how these landlords were harassing, how these landlords were unjustly evicting people. And first win that we got was rent control, meaning you cannot raise our rents more than 3%. And so we won that victory. There was a lot of other meaty things in that policy, which was wonderful, but it did not work unless we have all of the rent stabilization policies. So today we are here for the second one that we have been asking for was anti-harassment. So the mayor, Tamisha Walker, as well as Monica, did their thing and they listened to the tenants. They listened to the residents of Antioch and they organized. And um, give me an example of what you're protecting folks from with this anti-harassment, because I feel like a lot of people don't really know about it or what it does, but what's an example of someone being harassed at um, their residence or for their home and how does this protect them? So people are, first off, asking for repairs, normal repairs for wear and tear. And when they go to management, management is threatening to either raise their rent or evict them. And then when you ask for repairs, you would come out and your car is being towed. There is a company, I don't know if I can name them, but they will be put on blast, who goes around and steals cars from residents with the cooperation of the management. So us tenants have gotten together because that can no longer happen. Once you tow our car, there's fees that are associated with that that makes it harder for already rent burdened tenants to then go get their car and then also pay their rent. So these are some of the things that I am so glad that this ordinance was passed because that language was specifically towing cars is specifically in this policy so it is a victory but they have not stopped yet so that's why we have to let everyone know that this policy has passed and there will be consequences so it is a victory today and um, you do have a story about that because you said that you were just talking over there before I got you right here on the mic that cars are being towed. Tell us about this latest um, example of what happened, how many cars were towed, and I, I believe one of yours was one of them. So tell us what happened. My car, I have my car in my stall, which is in a private gated community, and the landlord has worked with this tow truck company and said that they can come and take cars. However, they have to be authorized to take the car, but this company feels like they can come in and anytime and take people's cars. They took 10 cars in the middle of the night 
on last Friday, mine was included. It was parked in my stall and my manager had already authorized my car to be there. I come out in the morning to take my son to football practice and my car is towed. I call the towing company and said, why was my car towed? They said, we have authorization to come on your property. I said, but you don't have authorization to take my car. I fought with them four days. They had my car trying to raise fees up to $750. I said, no, I'm not paying that because you took my car unlawfully. You are stealing people's cars. 10 other residents also experienced the same thing. And another one of my residents didn't have the will because she's sick to fight and her car is still on that people's property. So this is the type of protection that tenants need so that these things won't continue to happen. Luckily, I have my car back because I continue to fight and I know my rights. But we need to make sure that everyone knows their rights because now this ordinance is set, this policy is set, and we will no longer take it. And we are coming for just cause. You are not going to treat tenants like this anymore. Antioch residents have spoken. They will continue to speak, and we will not take this until all Antioch residents feel safe and secure in their house. Yes, yes, yes. And um, you said you're coming for just cause. And I don't know if everybody knows what that is, but explain what just cause for eviction is and your plan uh, to get that out of the city of Antioch coming up. So our mayor has said on numerous occasions that he knows that these three policies work together hand in hand. The rent stabilization where you can't just raise the rents, whatever you want to do. That passed in August. Yes. Then now today, our anti-harassment has passed and has been signed. Congratulations. Just cause is you cannot evict people for no reason. It has to be a just cause. They have to have a procedure. You cannot harass a person out of their home. You cannot raise the rent and then say they couldn't afford it. You can't say someone's coming to move into your home and be lying about it, move or tenant it out without a place to go and then just take that property and raise the rent, which a lot of landlords do. So now you will have to prove the reason why this person is going to be evicted. It has to be a just reason. With that last piece, that will make sure that we have secure housing for our vulnerable rent burden tenants in Antioch. So we are coming for that last piece that ties it all together. All right, Rochelle Pierre from Rising Juntos, formerly ECRG, Woo! East County Regional Group. Um, congratulations on Thank your you. uh, victory. Right? Thank you. Congratulations Thank on you. your victory. And Thank uh, you. I'm so excited to, to witness all this. I've been out here with you all, and um, I'm very proud of everything that you've all done and excited to see um, what you all say, that when you fight, you win. When we fight, we win. Tenants United will never be defeated. Remember that. Right Just on. Cause is next. Well, again, congratulations and thank you. Thank you. All right, that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show tonight for pictures, archive shows, and important links and information related to tonight's show. Also, check out and like the First Voice Media Facebook page 
to see all the videos that go with the audio from tonight's show. Shout out to the Full Circle crew, Miss M. She's the executive director and me, Freewell and Franklin. I have been your host tonight. I'm also the technical director for this show, Full Circle. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, while you're out there, to please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Onda Bajita. Good night, everyone.